This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly on this podcast with Kathy. Um, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow me at Cartoon Therapy or at Strict Anonymous. Uh, I have a Facebook page. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast, but I don't really ever engage on it. I haven't been on it for years. So I really, I mean, months, I really shouldn't say anything. I hate Facebook. Facebook to me is, I love Twitter. Um, I like Instagram, even though I don't really do it. I like to look at pictures, um, especially pictures of food. I'm one of those. Um, but I don't like Facebook. It's more of like a group thing. Facebook is very groupy to me, and I hate groups. I hate groups of anything. Like, I'm a non-drinker, but I never could do AA because it's like, I don't know. It reminded me of like brownies, like a cult. I don't. I quit brownies when I was younger, actually. I was like, fuck this. I mean, my mom let me join the boys club instead. <laughs> That's how much I hated groups. I don't like groups of anything. I don't like parades either. That's considered a group, right? Parades are just so weird. I don't know why I have, <laughs> why I have a thing with groups or parades or how I even got on that topic. But I really think sometimes like an alien, like if I was an alien and I came down to this planet and I didn't know anything about us, you know, human beings, I and I saw a parade, I would be so perplexed. I'd be like, what the fuck are these people doing? It just seems so weird. Like there's people walking in a line and then people on the side clapping for them. <laughs> it's just so, I don't know. I think it's really weird. So that's why I don't do Facebook because it's too much like a parade. I don't know if you want to make that jump. That's a leap, but that's a, you know, I'm like a weirdo. This is why I can't smoke pot because my mind thinks like a pothead without the pot. That's why I always dated potheads actually because I get along with them. Anyway, the the good news is I have some good news for you. I got a call from Tommy, my old co-host who I, who I loved, who I'm still great friends with. And um, 
he's going through a nasty divorce. I am not going to spill the beans on what went down in his marriage, but it is so fucking good. And he told me that once the papers are signed and everything is a done deal, he's going to make it a really good podcast. He will be on the show spilling those beans. And I'm going to try and get him back on as a co-host because he was the best and I like myself better with a co-host. Um, so that'll be coming up soon. Like I said, he's just trying to get those papers signed. He's getting a divorce ASAP and then he's going to be on to explain the details because the details, like you couldn't make this shit up. They're so good. It's a really good story. So he'll be back on soon. But today I actually have on a guy who I met. Um, and I know this isn't someone from Craigslist. This is someone that emailed me after we had met and he knew I had a podcast and he was like, Hey, can I, do you want to co-host? You know, I'd love to be a co-host on the show. Cause he's into podcasts and stuff. And he's a guy that's like doing comedy and stuff on the side. And, uh, I was like, I don't really need a co-host. I prefer to have a co-host that I know. And that's here with me in studio talking as opposed to over the phone. This guy lives in or wherever. I can't say where he lives. Um, I'm going to delete that. <laughs> Uh, and so, but I was like, if you want to be on the show, that'd be great. Do you think like, is there anything you want to talk about? Do you have an issue or a problem? And then he started to just like list all the crazy scenarios with crazy girls that he's had. He's one of these guys. He's like a really nice guy that dates crazy girl, crazy girls, like, or, you know, the nice guy that's like attracted to crazy. I know, you know, one, we all know one. I know like five, it's a breed. Uh, and he's that breed and he's here to talk about it. And he has a lot of crazy stories. I've already done the podcast a little while ago. He has a, little, a lot of crazy stories about all the crazy girls that he dated and fucked and married and all that kind of good stuff. So um, I don't remember what I'm calling him because we made up a name um, and I just don't feel like looking for it right now. But I'll be back on with whoever that is. OK, I'll be right back. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Okay, hi. Is this Jerry? Am I on the phone with yes, Jerry? Hey, Jerry. How are you? You're on the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. All right. So listen, this is I got to explain to everyone the deal because I know you. It's not really anonymous, but I am making up a name for you just because I don't know why, but because you should just be anonymous just in case. Because I am gonna talk about how we met, and that will bring up like the person that we mutually know. Maybe I don't know. Right. This is the deal. I met Jerry. Jerry came into town. Uh, with my sister's friend, you were dating, banging. What were you guys doing? Dating, banging, both? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. something halfway between two of those. So you were, so you were like, some something between banging and dating. What's between banging and dating? Like friends with benefits? Uh, you know, it, it was a more no, because we both sort of had outside friends with benefits while we were dating. So you had an open um, relationship. You know, um, it was semi-open. We each had one other person. You uh, And you both knew about it? And we both knew about it. And for separate reasons, we both really couldn't be with that other person full time. So I mean, in the sense of like dating, I mean, we were the ones who would go out on a daily basis, you know, to dinner for drinks and sex. And, and then when we could be with our other people we were with our other people 
Right. So you came in town into town with my sister's friend and when you were dating her and then we were talking and you found out about my podcast and I told you about it. And then you guys eventually split up or whatever happened. I mean, this girl that I know, I mean, she's insane. And then when you emailed me to be on the show and, and you emailed me like a whole bunch of like situations that you've been in that maybe you could talk about. I was like, oh, you probably just like attract the insane people because you to, to date that girl is to sort of be attracted to that type. Right. I mean, you like hooked up with her and she's like I always believe that I'm gonna see her one day on like an episode of Dateline or something she's totally like uh, what not that she would kill somebody but she'll get killed <laughs> right so, yeah she and she might be sort of typically what I've attracted I mean I'm you know professional and I've, I've had a what I'll call a normal marriage for a long time and I got divorced there and and then I think that's when I started attracting, we'll call it, not crazy. Well, okay, you know her well. I mean, she's, she's kind of crazy. Um, 100% crazy. Total drama-filled, okay. total drama-filled crazy. Not bad. I mean, I think she's hilarious. But, you know, you can't take that seriously. No, and I, I don't think we went, in, I mean, it was never sort of intended to be serious. No? No, so, to be honest, when it, when it ended, I was kind of upset. Um and how did it end? So you're so you're having this friends with benefits situation. Let's just talk about this situation first because you're dating okay. this girl that I know, that I know of, and she's just a total train wreck, probably because of issues and stuff. We won't get into her things, you know, but yeah. she's always got a lot of crazy shit going on, you know. Um, and I do tend to believe that like attracts like. And maybe because you had I, – I see a lot of guys – you know, in our age range that are divorced, uh, you know, and then they start to say like, like you said, like, and then all of a sudden they start to go with all these like crazy bitches and stuff. And it's like, maybe on a certain level it's because you're not really looking to get locked down in another relationship. So, you know, you sort of go for people that on some level, you know, you can't wind up in that kind of a relationship with, you think maybe that's the case? Possibly. But my problem, I think partly is I try to wait to make it work so my with the crazies my second wife who i who i was married to right before i did your friend uh-huh. um was probably possibly um <laughs> crazier equally as crazy <laughs> but my problem there is i'm hooked on that second wife like i you know she kind of comes in and out of my life oh so you like, just love crazy and you know i would listen i only met you one night right like for a couple of yeah. hours but i get a good sense of somebody and you're like a really nice guy to me like that's what like you know and a lot of times guys like you nice guys like they do like the crazies because they're like they like to help them it's like maybe it's like that sort of part of you like do you like to yes, help these women okay. i mean I've, i i've pointed that out in my i mean and i do best in that part of the relationship where you know the woman needs help you're whatever, saving whatever them it is, mm -hmm. and it usually goes a goes well during that time and then once sort of like a real relationship sort of has to come in it, it falls apart right um, and you're like no a, when you say you're a professional you're a lawyer like you have your own practice yeah. like i'll tell the truth about that right because nobody knows who the hell you are but you're really like you're a lawyer you have your own practice like you're very professional you have to be super smart right and yet you have this side of you and i've seen it before and there's women like that too there's women that are like so amazing at their 
jobs or in their work or like you know in their career but yet when it comes to men in their life they're like completely like the opposite you know they sort of don't have any control or they're sort of crazy so it's like you have this one side of you that's a lawyer and you're really professional and probably buttoned up over there but then you know you want to like save these crazy bitches I've seen it before it's a type you're a type I'm trying to break out of my type you are um I am well I guess we'll get up to it, and I'll go into sort of my latest relationship in a, in a bit. Yeah. Um, but the, we were talking about the friends with benefits situation. Yeah. Who is actually probably, and I'll just, well, I don't need a name for her. We'll just call her FFWB, Friends with Benefits. Um, Flo, we'll just the athlete of Friends with Benefits. Flo, um, who I've known since college, had actually dated my best friend, and before Facebook and everything came along, I hadn't talked to her in you know, 15 years. And, and sort of our last interaction 20 years ago was um, she broke out with my friend, and she was giving me a ride home from a bar. And I went to kiss her, and she kind of just rebuffed me. And that was the last time I heard from her in 15 years. And finally, you know, I hooked back up on Facebook a few years ago. And... Um, you know, and the first thing I, well, not the first thing, but early, you, know, I, I, you know, I just wanted to apologize, you know, that that was wrong of me to try to kiss you back then. You know, you, you didn't want that. And she goes, no, I really wanted you to then. It was just that I had dated your best friend and it would have been wrong. Mm-hmm. So she and I sort of, and this was right after I got divorced the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, and the, the first marriage was like my long marriage where I had my child and I was married 12 years. Right. Um, so we sort of, became friends and flirty and, and she lived in a different state than I did. So we didn't get together for um, a long time, actually physically get together for a few years. Um, not does she, until, does she live like, I know where you live. Does she live in the same state as you do or in the same city? Are you guys close where you live or no? no she, okay. she, you know, she lives a few states away. Okay, so, cool. So it took years before um, you guys hooked up again. Right. Um, and there was an incident right after I got married the second time. Mm-hmm. She had just sent me a message on Facebook that, hey, I just, um, her husband and her had just gotten uh, divorced. Right. And I messaged back, bad timing. I just said, bad timing. I just got married. Oh, yeah, like that a, is bad timing. Uh, that kind of sucks. It was, it was, it was a tongue-in-cheek joke. Um but, and honestly, I, I didn't, having been involved in my first marriage with cheating, being a cheater and being cheated on. Oh, you um, both cheated in the first marriage. Who cheated first? I did. Okay. And well, then... I don't know. In my defense, yeah. I left first. I mean, I had the person there. I left, got with the person I had the affair with, and then went back to my wife. But it said, Right, so you're on a break. Happened, you were on a break. We were, I'm, I'm going with you on a break. Totally, um, it's a total. You were on a break. We didn't. We and and it's sort of. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll backtrack. We'll go with that story for a second. Um, you cheated on so, her. You guys had a break. I Things were going her. south, and then you found out she was cheated. Then eventually, when you when you guys went back together, well, she I started w- cheating. Well, I wish it was that simple that I found out. I was. It took about two years for me to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, I was suspicious, and I would accuse her when I, re- but she would come back at me um, constantly with, "What are you talking about? You're the one who cheated, and you don't, re- you don't trust me." Um, 
And this went on for the point where I was completely paranoid. And, you know, I started checking her emails and phones, and I couldn't find anything, but it was just something wasn't sitting right. Right. You wouldn't and be that she, paranoid for no reason unless you're a psychopath. I, that's what I always tell right, my guy but, friends and people like a lot of times when someone's like flipping out and out, like unless they're really like, you know, a bipolar situation, you know, most people get really distrustful when they're with someone that can't be trusted. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. And this, and I'll finish this part up. And I think this might be why I have, you could just go crazy than people I know aren't going to be relationships. So this is going on for two years. I'm suspecting her. And, um, and we're, we're living in the South and she gets the chance to get a job out West. And at this point, I'm still been, I've been trying to be the good husband who cheated, even though I'm sort of suspecting her. And I'm like, you know what? All right, we'll move, you know, 1500 miles away. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I had been doing, and she worked out of the house, worked for a big company, but she worked from home, and I was putting a tape recorder in her office, and after she go to bed, I'd have to sit at night and like listen in fast forward to all her conversations. <laughs> I, 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 I thought I was going insane, and finally, right after I agreed to move, I finally heard the conversation, because that guy worked for the same company, and he worked in that office out west. Oh, interesting. So she and was moving they, you to him, closer to him. <laughs> right. Oh, and my God. So I, I flipped out, you know, it was like three in the morning I woke up, so I'm listening to these tapes. And, um, and this, this is, I think this is where my distrust really comes from. We have, we have a daughter. She's there for a few months, and every Monday morning, she's dropping me at the plane. I'm coming back south and, and going to my law office and working. And Friday, I go back, back out west. And this goes on for a few months. And I said, look, did you quit? You know, did you find another job? Did you quit yet? Because this is getting a little nuts. And this is like three months in. At the end of the year, she goes, look, if I stay to the end of the year, I'm going to get this big bonus. Um, you know, that way, at least if I leave the job and have, and, and have the money, so I stay a few more, you know, a few more months. So probably about six months rolls along. And now I'm an attorney, and I should be smarter about this. And you know, I'm working with this other attorney, and she's like, you know, your wife's setting you up. And I said, no, we're going to counseling. I, I thought we were even trying to have another child. Meanwhile, um, Essentially, she's setting me up. So there's one Monday morning. She drops me off at the airport. Kiss goodbye. I'll see you Friday. She drives off. And then a process server walks up to me in the airport and like, boom, here's your divorce papers. Oh, no way. And so where the way this works is, you know, wherever the child is for six months, that's where the child's residence is. So and of course, that other guy filed for divorce at the same time. And they were they were going to be happily ever after. So, um that's that's a big mistrust. I think part of my mistrust for women. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Show, this is this is five years later. I still fly back and forth every month. 
Um, well, you know what I think it is? I think it's really hard because, like, it's not just, like, what she was doing that was so deceitful. It's, like, even that, you, you like, I think it's really hard when you're sort of, like, there that last day, right? And you're at the airport and you're saying goodbye and she's looking you straight in the face and she's completely, like, pulling your chain. You know what I mean? And you have no idea. Like, shit like that, I think, is really like it makes it really hard to trust in the future when somebody's really just like in front of you completely living a total lie, you know, straight to your face. It's not even like, you know what I mean? Like that day she, she knew the whole time she's going to serve you and she's like giving you kisses and shit. Like that's fucked up. Oh, it was beyond looking back every now and then something will still pop in my head. Like, Oh shit, she did. I thought we were, you know, we were trying to have a child. So it is a little that that tell you when you're ovulating with the when's the good time to yeah you know, try and and suppose you know I wasn't there all you know for the last six months I didn't so but supposedly she was using them so that morning I was like um, oh I'm supposed to use this you know pee on the stick and she had no clue how to use it in my head I'm like wait a minute she's been using these for six months how does she you know she made some excuse like oh it's a different brand or something I mean I wasn't thinking it all the way through right. And there's, there's so many little things like that. You know, she had, like, her, you know, my brother-in-law, you know, call me the day before and make plans for the future so I wouldn't suspect that something was going on. So, right, um, so um, she, I, I was with the, what became the, my second wife was out, out there, out west. And, um, and it, was, it was a bad relationship. And we were together for three years. We were only married for about two months because every few months I would leave because it was just horrible. This and is the second marriage my, or the first one? I'm so confused. This is the, this is the second marriage. So you but wind I'm, up marrying... Okay, but wait. you So you end and you're divorced with this girl. I'm getting back to the original story, okay? And then there's this girl, Flo, in between, who's someone from your past, kind of like the one oh, that got yeah. away maybe, right? And then yes, yes, you marry yes. another you marry another woman, and that's like mm. not a good relationship, obviously, because you're two months into it, you're like leaving because it sucks, right? Well... Well, kind of because, okay, so I, going back to the whole um, reason I came up with the previous story was I, I would always leave my Facebook on. I, you know, I didn't log out of it. I didn't think I was ever doing anything wrong, um, but I had left that message update, the bad timing message. It was, I didn't leave it on the screen, but it was just, I didn't realize she just went through my Facebook whenever I was out of the house, uh-huh. second wife. Uh-huh. And... So she sees it. But I don't know she's seen it. And she goes through and deletes every woman on my Facebook who she thinks I might have had any interest or ever been with or ever. And any basically probably about, you know, 30 women who she thought were a threat. Oh, God. Okay. Second life. <laughs> we'll just call it psycho because it'll just be easy. Right. So um, the psycho deletes all your friends. How long did you know her before you married her? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Okay. So call out psycho wife and I said why did you um, you know delete some of my I only realized it was a couple at the time she goes well I didn't do it I said okay I'm going to add them back in it must just be a computer error mm-hmm. and she flips out why are you adding them back I go well if you didn't delete them I didn't delete them and, and they say they didn't delete me it must be a computer error so I'm just going to add them back knowing that she's lying um, so second wife psycho wife would talk in her sleep as another personality who I could talk to. Um, and I guess there's no point keeping that name a secret. That name was Amy. It had no relation to anyone in her life. But she would talk as Amy in her sleep, and, and she would protect the psycho wife. She said, you better be nice to her. 
scary. Dude, so I can't. Only- but this is the girl you keep going back to. I know. <laughs> uh, Jerry, something's wrong with you. <laughs> yes. I, um, You're sitting there talking to Amy, quote unquote, in the middle of the night, who's protecting Psycho, quote unquote. <laughs> all right. But actually, after this point, it had only come out at night. So after. Even so more psychotic. This, <laughs> so during this incident, this whole Facebook incident of friends with benefits, or who become friends with benefits, uh-huh. um, I, I worked out of the house and kind of in a back office where there was sort of only one way in, one way out. And she came in with an axe. No joke. <laughs> Okay, but let me ask you, was it Amy or was it Psycho? It was Amy. She was talking about herself in the third person, and she said, you better listen to what she has to say. Oh, my God. And she's holding the axe above her head. And my only thought is, like, one of us is going to get killed or get really hurt. There's no good way this is going to end. Uh-huh. And the office was sort of in the garage, and I grab a tennis racket, off the shelf, and it's like a movie, hold it like in two hands, like over blocking the act, get in my car, and drive straight to the airport. Not to um, the police. Not to the, what am I going to do? Um, what do you mean, what are you going to do? Someone just tried to kill you. Yeah, but I've been back there plenty of times now. What? But at least, I, I actually, I actually didn't get divorced. I got the marriage annulled. So, um, so, so that, in just a few months, um, friends with benefits and I got together for the first time. And that's probably I'm sorry, but Jerry, I just hold on one second, okay? Right. Like, if you ever do get axed up by Amy or Psycho, <laughs> I'm going to air this podcast if they have a dateline about you, and we're not going to feel that sorry for you because, like, you no, like, I, yeah, there's, like there's you no have axes being wheeled, and like you go back to that girl, like, like that's fucked up. You're right. At least as recently as last month. So we'll get up to that. Okay. Go on. So it's so, so yeah. So now I'm starting to realize Sarah, my friend Sarah, who I believe she should be on a dateline because she's out of control, is really not like the end all be all for you. You have way worse than her. And I'm going right. to out your state that you live in because people know this that's about fine. your state. You're from Florida. And it, that's just a crazy place with crazy people. But don't forget, these the two wives are out west. Uh, where? It, out west? Out west. Okay. Okay. So I, Amy I, yeah, and Psycho lives out west. But anyway, so you're from Florida, but you're crazy too because this is who you do business with. Okay. Wielding Amy with the axe. I mean, it's out of control. And for you, that's just like, can we move on to another story? Right, <laughs> that's, can, yeah, that's, that's, that doesn't, you don't even that. seem to think that's that interesting. <laughs> uh, it, you know what? The, the first person I dated for just a short period of time, right after, before Friends with Benefits and after the um, uh, annulment, the first night we're lying down in bed together, just turns the light off. And I've, I've told her these stories about Amy because they, they were fresh at the time and they were my interesting stories at the time. Uh-huh. Right as the light's going off, I go, what if Amy wasn't in my ex? What if she's in whoever I'm with? And turn the light <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good movie. That's a well, good movie. I, that's so funny you say that. I started writing a script just based on that. You should. That. <laughs> yeah, you should. I think I like that idea. That's a good movie. That's a good twist. That's, right? that's follows, the twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It follows me around everywhere. Yeah, moment. Amy. Thankfully, that hasn't happened. Okay. Um, all right. So, so in February, March, 
I started dating, and I, I started being friends with them. I mean, we thought we met in Vegas when we got together, and um, and then let's see, when did I meet? I didn't meet your psycho friend until later on that year. So, but but why don't months. you? And when you finally hook up with Flo, the girl, it seems like you guys have been talking. It's never been it. You know, you guys have never. The timing has never been right. Finally, the timing's right. You guys hook up. I'm assuming it was like amazing. You, why, does it that not de- does it not de- why does it not develop into a relationship? She's a therapist, and I have kind of people who are therapists are always therapists because they had some real issues themselves. <laughs> yeah, she. So as much as I care about her, she's had some real bad experiences with guys. Um, you know, from her first boyfriend who would hold a gun to her head when they had sex. Um, so she's got some deep seated issues. Now, she's opened up a lot of interesting things in me. I mean, as far as exploring pain during sex, and we've definitely explored some things together, and we've touched on it. I, I guess I'm probably the one who kept it from being a relationship. Maybe because it could work. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, big deal. Those problems. It sounds like you deal with a lot worse with these other ladies that you marry. So what the hell? Who cares that you know someone put a gun to her? Head? You let you know axes go to your face. It's like sounds like you guys have a lot in common. You know what? I, I didn't even put that parallel together, but yeah, I guess we. Uh... You, Amy, and her, and her ex-boyfriend could <laughs> double date. <laughs> anyway so it doesn't so for some reason even though this is the one that you really like you don't turn that into relationship and you just keep doing business with other people because you eventually meet my friend right sarah and you have some crazy situation with that that doesn't last right you were kind of upset when it it didn't last it lasted like six months and i said we had our friends with um benefits both did during that time um and I think, you know, I think your friend also loved her friend. With, I mean, he was in a situation that she couldn't. He's married. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. We could talk about it. Nobody knows who the fuck we're talking about. It's, you know that's what I mean? Right. Well, yeah. So she's, she's not in love with the married guy. She just, she just likes to fuck him. You know, I mean, come on. Okay. How in love can you be with the married guy when you're banging him in the car in front of, you know, in the house? You know, that's not love. That's right. You know, there's no relationship. It's hard to have a relationship. They're not seeing each other every day. It's, you know. That's just because she's unavailable. She's messed up, too. So she only had, like, the only guy she really likes out of all the guys is the guy that's married. Yet she dates all these other guys and none of them are right. I mean, there's not, that's not a co right. So she, I was going to see um, last May a friend, friend with benefits who lives out of state. And Basically, that morning, um, your friend, Susan, and basically ended things that morning. When I was, I mean, it was discussed that I was going to the trip with him for a few weeks. Um, but she essentially ended it that morning um, that I was going out there. But that went south. That's not even that interesting. You sent me an email saying, I don't know what we should talk about, but I have a lot of like interesting stories. I mean, what we should talk about is like, to me, maybe you're not in this place yet in your life and this isn't how you see the situation. But to me, you're a guy that like is attracted, you know, has an issue like, you know, has your own issues. So you're attracting women with like hardcore issues. And, you know, so like this is like you're like a person that has a relationship issues. Like we should be talking about your issues. I mean, the stories are interesting, but I always like to get like behind it. Like you do know you have something going on here, right? I know. So I was dating somebody normal for the last 
seven months mm-hmm. um, until Psycho Wife called and had an issue. And I essentially ended, I didn't tell her that was why, but essentially ended things was with, not not sexually with Psycho Wife either this time, just I went and went So why would, if you, if you were just going to go be friends with, like, and go help her, why couldn't you keep the relationship with the seventh month girl going? Why did you break it off? Uh, I don't know what my, I mean, I had the answers I told myself that, that seven month girlfriend had issues that. Probably her only issue is if she drinks too much, she's just out of control. And I don't have a problem with drinking. I like going out and drinking and drinking a lot sometimes. Uh huh. I don't like being the cent- like the the drunken center of attention. And right, so it turns times, it with her. You were probably never the drunken center of attention. She probably was. <laughs> right. After the psycho wife thing, it died out. Of course, as it inevitably did. You know, after a few weeks, I actually called up. Um, um, seven month girlfriend, and so we've been starting to uh, to date again. I was actually in your town this weekend and saw her. So is she the one you're coming to New York with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I was. I was going to wait uh, till the end of the month to come see her. Now I also saw her this weekend as well. She always took a, a, a short term job there, like a six week job. Right. So you're going to come see her. Yeah. I, yeah. So she's crazy to take you back because you'll probably do the same thing to her. I'd like to think that I wouldn't. Yeah, but you sound like a mess, Jerry. I hate to say it. And it sounds like, you know, no different than Sarah, unfortunately, that there's always going to be that thing where the ones that you can't get are the ones that you're focused on. And the ones that you can and that are okay are the ones that aren't like, they don't just sort of do it for you, you know? It's just like Sarah. Like, the only guy she really likes is the married guy. Yet she had right. you like you guys. You seem like a nice guy. You guys could have done, you know, but it just seems like the it, the girl. The worse the girl is, the more you like her. And when she doesn't have that bad of a problem, something's missing for you. What was your mother like? Was she a crazy, crazy bitch? She what? She has mental issues. I mean, there we go. Right. Uh, yeah. No, listen, this is why I, I ask because whether you're a man or a woman, we all want to fuck our parents like somehow. I, we all date that. We, wanna, we need to work that out. We work that out through our relationships. That's what our relationships are, you know? So um, I have a thing for like narcissistic, boundaryless men, you know, because of my father. So we all sort of do that, you know, and that's what you're that's what you do. So I just don't know if that seventh month girl is messed up enough for you. And I just believe that if somebody else comes along with, you know, you know, another talking Amy or an axe or like, you know, some sort of real mental issue, you're going to like leave this girl cold. You probably will. But, you know, listen, it's her. She's not a victim. She's going back willingly. I might just think that I wouldn't. You could think whatever you want, but let's make a bet. You want to make a bet? <laughs> you can make a side bet. Not a side bet. I bet right now, right on the call, right? I want to bet you. All right. What are we betting? I'll bet you 20 bucks. You could bet. Okay. Well, we're, all right. We're shaking 20 out. bucks and a podcast. You're going to have to call back in and cop to it and look like an ass. I will. Because you're going to be wrong for sure. <laughs> you, should, uh, you should meet us for a drink when I come to New York. <laughs> no. Not, not, not a- I know you're something. 
No, no, no. I, I can't. No, I can't. Now it's so much. Listen, I like the way I do my podcast in that I like that I don't know people. I like that I don't see people. A lot of people always try to send me pictures. Most of the guys I talk to always ask me out on a date after we get the call via email. But um, I like the way I keep it. Like now, if you're going to be a caller on my show and I'm going to be following this and I'm betting on it, I don't want to meet her in person. I just like to get the facts <laughs> over the phone. There's something about it right. that I feel like in a weird way, you'd think I'd get more information in person, but I, I like to talk through it because I think you're like, listen, this is the first time we're talking, right? And you're getting all this stuff out. And it's like, to me, it's very confusing. We're going sort of all over the place. I would like to hone it in on just you and your issues with women, you know, but you have like so many different things going on, you know, and now we're betting on this. And there's like still stuff in the email that you sent me because there's a part of there's you said something about mutual hand jobs on a flight. And I'm like, does mutual hand jobs mean you and another guy with a guy, or you're talking about a hand job with a woman, like, or just hand jobs? With a woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, was... Okay, I didn't know because then you do go into homosexual experiences when you're an adolescent. So I want to get into that stuff too, but because it's like all over the place and we're just talking, I want to try and sort of focus it. It's okay. hard to because, but with you sort of talking and going all over the place, it's giving me more information about who you are and what issues you have. And, you know, that's what I like to do on my show is just sort of like peel back the layers and get to that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, but I still like the stories too. And I mean, you know, uh, let's forget about seven month girl. Like you're going to meet up with her flow is out okay. of the picture. Um, I ended things with flow the second month that I was with seven month girl, just because we just, we said we were going to be, monogamous and i was like you know what i'm just gonna do this and be monogamous so you said you were gonna be monogamous with seven month girl so you with, decided with to seven be. Month girl, right, right and that's probably the first girl. time you've been monogamous in a while because a lot of these situations you're telling me about they were open really you mentioned the word open relationship right. you've had a lot of open relationships and that's probably a trust issue thing if you don't have trust you're like why why bother even trying for that right right mm-hmm I had trust issues uh, for most of my life, too. And I tried doing a lot of like a sort of open relationships or all kinds of different kinds of relationships just so I wouldn't have to go there and actually trust somebody, you know. But it never really works because it's just like, you know, you have to really trust somebody to get to love. Like, I mean, you know, that's you got to go through that to get there. So, you know, what do you really have if you have an open relationship? I don't know. It's there's always it was torturous. I think you could do open relationship later down the line. I've talked about that shit on my podcast a million times, so I don't want to go there again. But so Flo, you ended it. You seven month girl. So how are you being like monogamous if last month with seven month girl, if last month you had a mutual hand jobs and fingered a girl on a flight? Well, that was, I guess that was also the week that I ended things. I mean, it was <laughs> technically right before, but I, I'd made the decision to end things. So, and a hand job can't possibly count towards monogamy, can it? You fingered the girl, and she and she put her like, and she jerked you off. Well, she tried. I mean, she tried to. I mean, it was the three-row seat, and then the person next to us sort of realized what was going on, and it created an issue, so it had to stop. But how did? Okay, you're on a plane. This is what I want to know. How does? Was it a nighttime flight? Were you in first class? It was a night. Yeah. Well, like I said I still go back and forth between Florida and out west like, every month. Right. So um, you're on a flight. You're in first I'm class, or are you in coach? No, this is Southwest. You know, you pick your own seat sort of situation. Oh, okay. And the um, I picked the seat. I'm tall. So I picked the seat. There's like an emergency row seat that has no seat in front of it. So I picked that one. It has extra room. And this woman comes on pretty good looking. I mean, maybe a few years older than me. 
and she's holding this big bag, and I see like a yoga mat in there, and some pillows. I make some joke about her going camping. She goes, oh, no, I like to do yoga. And then she goes, I like to do it naked. This is right on the side of another one minute. Okay. Um, and so we sit down, and the, the person, I'm at, I'm at the window. She takes the middle, and there's this other man in the aisle, and the man in the aisle, his wife's across the other aisle. Um, so the woman, she turns to me, and she goes, are you an air marshal? said no <laughs> she goes oh because i once gave a hand job to an air marshal so i say well i could be an air marshal right yeah um, that was a, that was a what good else move. am i gonna say yeah yeah that was good uh-huh so um and then nothing happens oh no she had all these drink coupons she goes, we're drinking so they take off and we have probably you know, two drinks each and she's just blanket that she had in her bag with her yoga mat she has her blanket on her and my hand's kind of over the armrest sort of in on her leg and um i'm wearing jeans so my hand essentially she kind of puts it under the blanket and takes my hand lifts her yoga pants up and puts my hand in her pants um and then kind of starts stroking me but through the jeans and the blanket's not really covering me and i'm holding my ipad trying to sort of just cover what's going on there and pretend that nothing's going on and and the married guy next to her sort of noticed and points it out to his wife, who starts just glaring at us. <laughs> so it, 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 it sort of ended everything, but you know, it did it did make for an interesting, um, an interesting flight. Did you and guys I, like? I mean, did you ask her for her number at the end? I, or I did, and I even um, in Southwest you didn't have Wi-Fi, so we were, we were on each other's Facebook. Um, I don't know if she. I, but I tried to text her or message her two or three times after, and this was maybe a month or so ago, or a little more, um, and she did no response. So, and, and she lives locally too. So I don't know if, for whatever reason, she was embarrassed she did that, or I did a bad job, or I'm not sure. So right. Maybe she has yeah, a fear of flying, and that's like just the way she. Maybe just, it's the only just, way she can make it through. That, that's yeah, entirely that, possible. Yeah, that's how she distracts herself. <laughs> So I, I always, you know, I always meet interest. That was the most, you know, I always meet interesting people on flights like that. So not like that, but I never talk to anybody on the plane. Like I just don't like to. I don't know. It's but I don't drink. So I think if you're drinking, it's more like yeah, a, it right. It, you know, I made. I mean, somebody who you know, a year ago, who now I'm sort of. I'm not even a friend of that acquaintance with some with benefits. You know, who I who I met on the flight back. Um, to Florida, who lives locally here. So, but I spend so much time on planes. Maybe that's just why I'm just comfortable with it. It's just where I spend a lot of my waking time. Right, right, right. You're always on the plane going back and forth. So it's like, why not? And you're a guy. It's different. Guys are different about being like picking, talking to girls, and girls are talking to guys. You know what I mean? Most right. girls are not interested in rapping with anybody on a plane, but guys, of course, always want to pick up women. You know what I mean? Just like new, <laughs> new, new tail, you know, like it's I think it's that's just a I, guy girl thing. But girls don't look at it that way. That. We're not like always looking for like 10 more guys to bang. But I, I think guys no, it are. It turned out, you know, on a, on a recent flight, I, there was a, a girl next to a pretty girl and I started a conversation and. And she said, fine. Let me just say. And she had the same name as my daughter, so it was an easy conversation going. And um, and she started mentioning her partner. So it turns out that she's gay, but she has a legal issue that I could help her with. So we've actually been um, emailing, and she's I've been helping her out with her legal issue, which kind of turned out kind of cool. 
Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's I, great. I don't always have to have sex on the plane or try to. It can be Right, you I could meet a friend. You could meet a friend. Right. Yeah, and that's what you should do with your, um, you know, because you have that side of you that likes sort of like help women and whatever. I mean, you could do that if you, you know, as friends with somebody, but like you shouldn't probably date those women. You know what I mean? But yet that's what you, you actually date them, but maybe you shouldn't, you know? <laughs> Right. Like you could help them as a friend. You could do like what I try to do because I think that we can't help like what our thing is, you know, and I have a thing where I will always attract to myself, not even that I want to date these people, but like a certain kind of guy who is very similar to my father. And I just it's not the right person for me at all. I mean, what I do now is I just keep them as friends. You know, I don't look for that. Like that guy is not the guy I would ever want to date. But that guy will always show up in my life and I just keep it where it should be, which is as a friend so I could work it out that way. But it doesn't sort of do that dysfunctional. I don't get into that dysfunctional dance because I'm not sort of crossing over and falling for them and letting them really in and get really close. You know, I think that's a better way to be. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to avoid it. You know, that's unfortunately sometimes who you're attracted to. You can't help it. I mean, are you looking for a relationship? Like, what are you looking for? I mean, part of me, yeah, I am. And part of me even thinks maybe I want another child. And so How old are you? 42. Right. Okay. So you... I mean, I'm at the higher end, but if I meet someone who's a couple years younger than me, it's not like... Oh, no, no, know, no. Now would be your time. No, I think it's smart to be thinking about it now, 42. That's totally a, a good time for a guy. And... You know, any girl in her 30s or late 30s, you know, 35 or older, you know, is, that's the perfect time. Right. So, yeah, you if you want another kid that this is the time to really do it. But you want to get a, another, you know, don't you want to maybe try to have a kid with someone that you might last with that isn't like the first wife? You know, you have to start really thinking a little bit. You know, you got to start picking maybe a little bit smarter. Maybe, you know, there, maybe you will try to make it work with the seven month girl. Why not Flo again? Cause she lives far away. Um, I don't know if I, I mean, that's sort of just an excuse. I mean, I already lived far away from my kids. I mean, I could, I mean, her family, I mean, her mother's in town here. I see her mother every now and then. So, I mean, if I push, I don't know why not. I, I, I don't have a good, honest reason why not. But it just fizzled out. You're not into her anymore. No, well, I mean, when things ended a month ago, I kind of checked, you know, kind of checked back in. So, and it's basically her and her boyfriend sort of decided, even though they were, it's the same one she's with, have sort of made things monogamous. So, um, I mean, now she's in a relationship. So that's, you know, that doesn't even make that sort of possibility right now. Yeah, no, that's kind of, yeah, I forgot. She's like a mess too. You guys had relationships with other people, but you were together. Like, I mean, it just sounds too confusing. I think you need a whole new person. I don't know if seventh month girl will be the one, but you are going to try. You, you, you're going back to her and you're hoping that it actually works out. How old is she? 40. She's 40. Okay. And does she want kids? No, she's already has the grown. Oh, okay. So no. But you're going back thinking maybe you would want to start another relationship with her? I, I do. And I mean, I have tried to sort of break down why I really ended things. And it was, to, was it just to get back with Psycho? It was, um, I mean, and of course, seven months has to have her own issues too. She wasn't working for seven months. And so she was just always at my place. 
Right. Um, and just even when I, and I, even though I'm out of town like every other weekend, so I leave on Friday and she'd be there Sunday night when I get back. And I just, I, I, I was like losing my space. And I've discussed this with her too. Like, hey, you know, I need some, and it works out that she's in New York now um, and probably will be for at least most of the summer. So Right. So she finally got a job. Yeah, she got a job. And that was the thing. She had job opportunities here. She just didn't. She didn't want. She didn't want to work full time. So mm-hmm. um, maybe she's got her own issues too. No, but maybe when she but does get that. Enough. But maybe when she gets that taken care of, it'll create enough of a distance that you need. You know, like a little bit space because she's got other things going on, right? So that she's not always right. in your face. It's hard to judge if she's like out of her. You know, schedule. It's not like she's on a schedule because she's not working. Well, I mean, it was nice, you know, not having seen her for a few weeks, going there last weekend, and knowing I'll see her in another two and a half weeks. So, I mean, that's that's probably a good pace for right now. Yeah, that's hard. But I think when you really want a relationship, like, you want us, like, isn't it like if you really, like, wouldn't you think if you really like somebody, especially in the beginning, like, you want to kind of see them all the time? <laughs> oh, yeah, and I think that was the problem. I did it, you know, it was... I just felt like I would leave in the morning, get dressed for work, and she'd still be in bed at six o'clock. And I just think that's ridiculous. You can't just lay here and watch TV all day. Six o'clock at night um, or six o'clock in the morning? Yes. All right. I would leave. I'd get up at six in the morning. Yeah. Get ready for work. Leave at seven or eight. And yeah, she would be there at the end of the day. And I was just like, Oh my god, sitting so, in bed still, hadn't done one thing. Well, I mean, my house would be clean and the laundry would be done, but still. <laughs> oh my god, like a maid. <laughs> right. So. I'd rather go out and get a job than sit home and do someone's laundry and clean <laughs> this house. Well, you know okay. what I mean? I'd rather go do any job than that. Like, that's the hard job. Like, I mean, that's right. crazy. Well, we would never work out then. So, okay. <laughs> oh, why? You want the girls to do that for you? No. Oh. I have no problem. I've been doing my I'm just joking. No, but I mean, like, I... Down. No, I think it's funny that that's... But, yeah, that maybe she's just a little, like, too lazy for you. Yeah. Um, but maybe with her work, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I was trying to decide. I, I, I really feel like I honestly missed her, and I and I ended things for the wrong reasons. And um, so I, I yeah, you like give I'm her another it. chance. I still have twenty bucks on it. I think something's missing. Right, so how, I think something's you, missing you there. You win. How long do I have to make a ghost that I win? I, mean, I don't have to die with her. Four so months. Like for a year. Four months. No, a year, please. You're not gonna oh, last. Okay. You're not gonna last a year with her. Four months. Four months. I can yes. do this. No, okay. you can't. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna wish a psycho your way. Okay. It's summer's coming. You know, everyone's gonna be scantily clad. You're gonna be in a bar. Some crazy psycho who just moved to town somehow is gonna be in your radar, and you're gonna dump her for her. That's what's gonna happen. Four months. I give you four months. Easier for me because. I have my daughter for the summer, so I have her most of the time. So it should be should be easier. Oh, you're telling me maybe I should make the bet to be longer? I'm stupid to do. No, that. no, no, no. I'm just saying I kind of get like a two month like cushion because I I don't have much time to date in the summer. So. Oh, okay. So right, but when does she come back to Florida? She's coming back um, with the first week of May, but I think you know, she's in like the teaching field. So I think she's. I think she already took another, or she's trying to get another summer job in New York, and then we'll start here in the fall. So I think she's going to be gone most of the summer. 
but she'll be here for May, June, and then go back to New York. Yeah, no, I think that you're just not going to – I think that there's just something missing there, and you're not going to wind up – that's whatever was wrong for you to leave in the first place is going to be wrong in the second. Like, I just don't think it's going to work out. I think you're going back to her now because you have nothing else going on. And I think, um, I think, um, you know, who did you just end it with? Like you have a, little, a million endings and beginnings, like, you know, cause you got the ex wife, right? That she, right. you ended that with her. You weren't even with her, but that's the reason why you ended the other girl. And then something else ended like a month ago. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think she's just like filler because you have nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think, uh, and that's just what I think. <laughs> Not that I'm right, but I bet you I am. No, I, I mean, I mean, if history is right, then, then you're going to be right. I'm hoping that you're not. I'm hoping right. that I... You don't think it's just I, that you I'm, miss her because she's not here, and then the minute she comes back there and it's the, is what it is, it's just not going to be right? Um, possibly. Mm-hmm. I mean... I, you know, I guess I won't know until. Yeah, you we won't know. We won't know for four months. I'm telling you, it's going to take a little while. All right. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll check I just out. make that bet. But I think because I, I don't know if you're like, I think like you have to go through stuff like you don't seem to me. You're not calling up because you have this problem and you're like, oh, Kathy, I want to call into your show because I'm attracted to crazy women and, you know, and I'm looking for a relationship and I don't know and I have no trust because of my issues. Right. Not that that's not why you called in. You called in because like you like my podcast and you like podcasts. Right. Like and you thought, oh, you want to be a co-host, whatever. So you're really not looking for help and you're not at that place yet like so there's no way your shit is going to change like your shit and your patterns and this whole nonsensical phase you're in that you've been in since you know your first wife fucked you over and massively ruined your trust is never going to end until you like sort of hit a bottom or something like sort of has to drastically change you know what I mean and I just don't know that you're there yet you don't just people just don't change like, you know, it's like it's that comes over time and it takes and it's hard. You know, I've done a lot of changing in my life and it's been pretty brutal. It's always happened, um, you know, by bad things happening in a way. You know, I had to quit drinking. I had to do a lot of stuff to really change those patterns of myself, the commitment issues I had, the trust issues I had, all that stuff. It didn't just like, oh, I logically decided to make the right decision and everything worked out. I wish it was that way, but it just, it doesn't, it doesn't play out that way. You know, that's just why I think it, it's just, that's cause that's how it sort of goes. And that's a big deal because like I said, you didn't call into my show because you think you have a problem. You, like I said, you blew over that girl with an ax over her head trying to kill you as if that was like, you know, no big deal. <laughs> I think that's a very big deal, you know? Well, it was, but it was two years ago. So, you know, no, but that, but they, but you still talk to that person. Like you just dumped the girl that you want to date for that girl. That's what the, the big deal is to me. That you know, when I watch Datelines and Forty Eight Hours, and I see people get murdered by people, you know, it's, it's like maybe they're like no, you, like, like he, he, he deserved it. Um, not he deserved it. No way, you don't deserve it. But like I had it, I should have known better. Right. Well, like why did you run? <laughs> like, it, yeah. like why are you running back to that person? Like I would not run back. Like I don't know. When I, I believe that people kill people. Okay, like I seriously, I believe that because I watch those shows. A lot of men yeah, kill a lot of women. 
people no i'm not going to defend her just let me finish but people actually really do kill people so in my life if i meet somebody and i get a vibe that they're like sick in the head or mentally unstable or they literally have an axe and they're trying to like i will stay away from that part like i just won't let that sort of swirl in my around my life we can throw in her father is in jail for murder and taken for murder oh my god stop oh my god i can't even i'm not lying Oh That's my god. <laughs> okay, so she has murderous genes. Is that a word? Murderous? <laughs> like she's got murder yeah. genes. And so to me that you like blow it off and then you say, "Well, that was 2 years ago." I mean, and you just left a nice girl to date her. Like I really believe like you could get killed by her. I believe that people kill people. So for me, like I said, in when I you know, a healthy person thinks you know in a way like that they would get away from that person they wouldn't go back to that person like that person's dangerous i mean you just literally told me that her father is in jail for murder she's taken but an like act this, this last visit may have been my rock bottom with her because usually um even after we're done like i'm back talking with her the next you know it's been a few, when we were done I'm like look don't contact me and i haven't contacted i think she contacted me once but in the last, you know, three or four, whatever weeks it's been. Um, Listen, if the axe wasn't your bottom, this wasn't your bottom. Uh, your bottom might be like your house being burned down. Okay. I don't think, I don't know. Mate, listen, you're lucky if she just goes and like murders somebody else. You know, you might not, she might not just like, she might not feel enough for you to murder you. And that might be the good oh. thing. Like you might have fizzled out enough for her not to have any kind of rage against you to kill you, but she'll probably kill somebody. All right, well, we'll play the podcast then. When that oh, happens. my God. 20 bucks for that, too. I give her. But no, she's no, not, I'm not going to decide whether she murders wait, or not. She's <laughs> not going to murder. You're no fun. She's not going to murder anyone in four months. I say she murders within two years. I, that's another $20 bet I have with you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because that'll probably give me back my other 20 bucks. Uh, and <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry, but I can't believe I thought, like, we always make jokes about Sarah being. And I tell this to her face. Like, uh, she's just straight up from a Dateline episode, you know, with her big boobs and the way she looks and the what how she does business sure. and who she fucks and you know her married guys and her affairs and whatever like and i'm always like oh my god she is like the to- like the total woman on dateline that like she doesn't like she gets killed because she's involved in all this shit and i just didn't realize right. that you are the dateline guy too you are and i guess everybody that's on dateline lives in florida <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that might be that, that might be something that I could uh, come to terms with because th- I think that that's what I figured out because you belong on that episode too with this bitch and this crazy shit and all these people that you do business with and the lady that whose father was a murderer and and she tried to kill you and she talks to you at night b- via Amy and that's part of my problem is I always, and you know what your friend looks like and that she's a good looking woman and she looks she's great uh huh mm-hmm Right, and that's kind of like everyone I try to date is sort of similar. Right, but there so, are attractive women, Jerry, that aren't psychotic murderers. Like I can't I, seem to find them. I can only find the crazy ones. Well, that's because you live in Florida, I think. I don't know. I'm gonna lose. <laughs> I'm gonna lose listeners in Florida. I mean, every Florida girl has big fake tits. They all have breast implants. They all look kind of hot. Like, aren't there lots of hot girls in Florida? They can't all be crazy. I think most girls aren't crazy. I think there's a lot of great girls, and a lot of girls are pretty. There's a lot more pretty girls than there are hot guys. Okay, that's just a fact. So. I don't see why you can't find a hot girl that looks like Sarah that isn't crazy. Um, 
Yeah, two out of three. I, I can't seem to find the non-crazy part. Right. Because I've probably broken up with people who are probably were normal, and I'm like, and I probably shouldn't at this point in my life care how hot they are, but it's to a degree. No, you can't help it. Listen, you have to have physical attraction. That's important. But I just don't buy that there's no women that are physically. I, I think what you're really being mostly attracted to, you think it's just the outside, but it's something on their inside. It's their crazy. It's not just the outside. So I think that, you know, there's women out there that are as good looking as these other women that you've de- you've dated that just don't have the crazy insides. I mean, I think I see beautiful women all the time. I mean, I live in New York. So New York, it's like a, a pretty girl's a dime a dozen. Not a lot of hot guys. Like I go to the gym and I have a friend at the gym and he's always talking about all these girls at the gym and how hot they are. I could talk about maybe one guy at the gym that's hot. There's like barely any guys at my gym that are hot. Like none. There's none. Okay. So I think it's a lot harder right. for women to say, but not men. Back to New York. Yes, women could be right, and there's just women. I mean, are 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 very good looking, but I think Florida. I mean, go to Miami. Like, I mean, there's beautiful women there, and I think that they're not crazy. I always find it. I always find it bizarre when my guy friends or any guy says that they can't like sort of find a good girl. I find like most women are are pretty good. I think men are garbage, and a lot of them are pieces <laughs> of garbage, and they cheat, and there's a lot of issues there. You know. But most of my friends don't cheat and they want relationships and they're nice girls. Like there's a lot of nice girls out there. I just believe that. And good looking ones. So I think if you're just meeting the crazies, it's not so much that you're just going for their looks. You're going for a type. Maybe it's too trashy of a type, you know? I don't know. It's it's what's uh you it's what you're smelling on the inside. I we all have it. We all like I said, we all have our dysfunctional pull to whatever that is, you know? And they actually say, like, the more horny you get for somebody when it's, like, that kind of, like, horniness that you just feel like it's such insane chemistry without barely even knowing the person. Sometimes, like, you should run away from that person because that's the person that's going to really, you know, stick it to you and make you feel like whatever's from your childhood, you know? Whereas the person that maybe you feel like you kind of like, but it's a little flat, but it's good, you know, and they treat you well and you feel good around them, like, that's the person you should stay with. But sometimes that's hard because that other sort of feeling you get from like a Sarah or an Amy or whatever is probably really hot. Right? All right. I'm winning this bet. Which which this. bet? The murder bet? Not or the, the murder. Well, I hope I win the murder one. I'd hate for her to go to, go to jail. But no, I'm talking. Oh, my God. You're so funny. Did you hear what you just said? That says a lot about you, Jerry. You said I'd hate to her to go to jail. Because because you don't but like do you not want her to go to jail like you don't want someone to get no, murdered to, you don't want I'm someone sorry, to get murdered to by somebody. her you don't want I hate so- for her to kill somebody That's oh what I, to I, me it I, sounded I, like I, you I, don't want her to go to jail because I, you like going back and forth with her <laughs> no 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 I'm done with that too okay well you're done with the going back and forth with the with, yeah the with, murderer with, oh, that's what we're gonna call her the murderer. As far as I'm concerned, she's going to. I'm done with the murderer. First of all, how do you know she hasn't murdered yet? Well, I guess she hasn't been caught. I mean, she might have. Yeah, you have no idea. I I was there when she almost killed. I was husband number three. So husband number two almost died. She, what do you mean? She killed, uh, she tried, what do you mean? She tried, you saw her try to kill someone else? Well, kind of. Um, When we, I mean, I got. I met her while she was still married, and I, I moved in pretty quickly. And so he moved into a friend who happened to live across the street. So she 
wanted her truck back from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she decides to go over there and take it. She starts it up. He runs out of the house, jumps in the back. She drives onto the interstate. I catch up maybe 20 minutes later after about 10 cop cars have pulled her over. We're having her ex-husband in the back of the pickup truck driving down the interstate. So, yeah, that, that may have been a red flag early on. Right. Oh, she did that before you. Well, but I was right. Well, she did that at the beginning of, you know, when she was ending with husband number two when I had just moved in. Right. Oh, God. Yeah, she could have already murdered. I mean, you just don't know. A lot of, I mean, you just don't know. Right. She just might be good at it, um, I guess. I hope. A lot of times these people are very brilliant, you know. I don't know if you could be, like, dumb as a doorknob and, like, totally insane. I think there takes a certain amount of intelligence that comes with being completely psychotic. Do you know what I mean? No, and I need a certain amount of intelligence, even if it's crazy intelligence. Well, that's what it always is. I mean, you get someone who's really smart, and then you give them, like, fucked up parents, and then they turn nuts. You give someone, like, that's really stupid, fucked up parents, they don't go as nuts. They just don't, you know? So, unfortunately, being really super smart always is a little crazy you can't help that you know especially if it's like fucked with you know like with and who's not fucked with like we all had parents from like that weird generation where they were so messed up and they messed us all up you know so we all have our shit i mean and i guess i have to put that on myself too intelligent and kind of messed up so yeah but you present you know you, you you're definitely like a certain breed you present as someone very normal okay and someone very nice, right? right? But really, when you dig a little, you're like you're like a you're a complete mess in a sense, kind of. But you don't really no, wear I, that on your sleeve. Like that's not very apparent. You sort of present yourself in a very different way. Right. I don't want people to know that I'm a mess. <laughs> Who it's does for business, personal and yeah, no, but I mean, it's like kind of like a double life. Like there's a little weird disconnect. Like there's two different types of people. And I think it's they say it's like the different side of the same coin. Some people act out. Some people act in, you know, and like so some people's shit is like all on the surface and some people's stuff is like way down, you know, and I think maybe you're just one of those, you know, you do have your shit. It's just not very apparent, you know, but you are like in that sort of place. Do you go to therapy at all? I have, but not really. Right. I mean, you might not want really. to. Like, that could really help you, especially if you're going to procreate again and start another relationship, and you're only 42. I mean, you're still young. You might as well try to figure out some of this shit. I know that you didn't call up to talk about this stuff and just maybe just tell fun stories, but, like, I think you should go a little deep into your stuff and maybe talk to somebody because you could be a better guy, and you could be happier, and you could be a little bit more stable in your love life obviously you're stable in your career you know you got all that other stuff in your life and you're sure. I'm, I'm hoping you're a good dad and that kind of thing but you know don't you want to be like a good guy a good husband a good boyfriend or whatever i mean i do right but you'll you do yourself a and the girls a a, a, a disservice if you don't sort of work on yourself. I don't know. I believe in therapy. I think it's really great. It's not something that you have to do for your whole life. A certain period of time, at a, if you find the right one, uh, they could really help. I know of one in Florida, because my friend goes to one in Florida, that's she's fucking amazing. You'll probably wind up banging her, because she's nuts, okay? Um, and because they all are kind of crazy, but she's really, really fucking good. 
She it's like psychoanalysis. And I'm telling you, that shit is really good. And it's and it could really change who you are. And, you know, while you're doing all this stuff and you're having fun, you know, why not go once a week and just talk to somebody? It, it could really change you and make make things better and it, it could help because it's just not going to change. It's not like you're going to meet the right person. They're going to change. You have to change. You know, when you change, then your horizons change. You know, you'll start meeting slightly different people. So, uh, you know, it can't hurt if you're into it. I don't know. That's what I suggest. Oh, yeah, and you can, you can send me their name. No, no I, I am, and I have been, and I've been in it for the right reasons. I've been in it for the wrong reasons. So. Yeah, and sometimes, listen, I think it's very important. It's very hard to find a good therapist, okay? So many of them are really bad, and they, you know, but if you find a really good one, and like I said, I know one that does psychoanalysis, which is the best kind of therapy, and typically it's really expensive. Like here in New York, it's like 275 to 300 an hour, but this bitch is in Florida, and she doesn't charge a lot, and like she's hardcore amazing. Like seriously, she's really good. And uh, I think you'd get a lot out of it and, and it would help. And maybe you'll get a date or you'll, or you'll, you know, get a new relationship with another psychopath, which is her. <laughs> right. You know, I think they have rules. So yeah, but it doesn't matter. Those is like transference. It's transference. It's so psychotic. They're the most biggest psychopaths on the planet. But she's really good. You know, she is really good and she could help you. And, um, you know, and that will only help your relationships. And, you know, it'll only help you maybe stay with that seven month girl instead or I'm going to get that 20 bucks because I just don't think you're at a place where you're changing your patterns yet. I think it's, you know, I don't think you've hit a bottom. I think, you know, Amy will be back eventually. Hopefully that's fizzling out, like I said, and she's just, you know, sort of hyped up and and rageful on somebody else and somebody else is going to get killed. I know you say you hope, but I think some part of you doesn't really hope i think some part of you doesn't ever want to lose her you told me you're like whipped to her on the beginning of the call so like an hour later you're you're over her you already told me like that's you you're obsessed with her well at least that i have i mean well, I, I, it's hard for me to say having done it just a month ago that that i'm done so I'm, so we'll see uh, Right, exactly. Like, I don't know that you got you guys have a very dysfunctional thing that keeps going and coming and like, you know, that will it ever go away? I don't know. But if you change the things that swirl around you changes, that's what I believe. And it does help. So get yourself into therapy. But like, I, I mean, I would love to hear more of your stories. And I know you you're sort of a listener to the show. And uh, I want to like there's other stuff in your email, like your adolescent homosexuality stuff and like different kinds of things. And I'd like to follow your relationships. And maybe when you actually yeah. do need help, you could call up again because I know that you're not really looking for help. But I'm sh- shoving my opinions down your throat because <laughs> this is why I do my podcast. Really, I do it because people like you or my friends don't really like to hear it. And it's irritating. Most people that call my show are calling because that's what they want to hear, you know. But um. Yeah. But so, you know, I apologize for like going in all those other directions, but that's what I, that's what I do. And that's what I think makes for an interesting call. But I'd love to hear what's going on with you, you know, in a couple months when, you know, things go down because things are going to go down. There's going to be a new crazy in town and you're going to date it. That's what I believe. <laughs> all right, well, I will, I will fill you in in a few months and catch you up. Okay. Okay, Jerry. I'm gonna I'll text you when you I'm gonna text you the information of that therapist and let me know if you go, okay? I appreciate that. Thanks so much. All right, good luck. Don't don't get killed. Stay safe. I won't. Okay. Bye. Bye. 
Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.